It's going to be jumping down in the D.C. area on Sunday night as New York Giants and Washington Commanders go at it. The tiebreaker at stake and potentially a postseason berth at stake. David Harrison, co-host of Locked On Commanders and I, give you all you need to know about the matchup. That's coming up next on a crossover edition of Locked On Giants, Locked On Commanders podcast. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Crossover Thursday is presented by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. There's no competing with other players, just you versus the projections available. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times the amount of your money on your entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It's that easy. We love prize picks, and we know you will too. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On NFL podcast. You've got Patricia Trainer, yours truly, host of Locked On Giants, and David Harrison, co-host of Locked On Commanders. And David, long time no see, huh? Yeah, it feels like uh, it's been a couple weeks. <laughs> it has been a couple of weeks and you of course are coming off of a bye and my mm-hmm. team coming off of a absolute shellacking uh, at yeah. the hands of the the Philadelphia Eagles who your team beat. We should have gotten your secret for that. But anyway, <laughs> here on today's Locked on Giants, Locked on Commanders p- crossover show, we're going to talk about the big Sunday night matchup down in DC. It's going to be Giants at Commanders, both teams 7 and f- 7 5 and 1. And the tiebreaker, the head-to-head tiebreaker at stake. And most likely the team that wins this game is probably going to slip into the playoffs at the bottom of the NFC uh, seating. So, David, a lot of stuff we got to cover. We got to talk about uh, key storylines. We're going to talk about the matchups. We'll talk about predictions and just, you know, everything in between. Glad to see you again, my friend. Absolutely. Yeah, glad to see you again as well. It's it's one of my favorite crossovers, and we get to do it in in, in quick – uh, quick turnaround, and I mean, for me, like you just mentioned, coming off of a bye week, so it's just it's been Giants for three weeks. You know, I was watching the Giants Eagles game because there's the opponent that that I got to get ready for, and I just saw them uh, and just got to see you out there at MetLife. So this time we get to do it at FedEx uh, Prime Time. Hopefully, a lot of fans. You know, Taylor Heineke mentioned uh, on Wednesday that last year there was a lot of fans, but it was about 50-50 Giants and Commanders, and. You know what? That's that's an electric environment too. I mean, I'm sure the players don't like it that way, but either way, as long as there's electricity in the air and FedEx, uh, it'll be a good night. And I'm going to need it because it's a prime time game, so I'm going to need some help staying up. So uh, as many fans <laughs> as we can get, the better. Uh, but Patricia, for the for the Commanders coming into this game, I think the biggest storyline is the injury report. And I mean, it's it's massive. And usually coming off of a bye, you you kind of expect that thing to shrink, but this one has it kind of exploded uh, overnight and. You know, it's late in the season. It's a late bye week. So that's the, I think you kind of maybe expect that a little bit because of the bumps and bruises. Uh, but some key guys on the injury report that didn't play against the Giants in week 13. So if they don't play this week, it's really not going to impact uh, what you saw last time. Chase Young, obviously the big question mark, is he going to come back? It seems like confidence on the repaired knee, really two repaired knees 
is more the issue at this point in time than anything else. And you don't want to throw a guy out there if he's not confident in what he's doing. Benjamin St. Juice, the cornerback who missed the game, looks like he's back on the right track. Dax Milne also potentially coming back. Trey Turner, offensive lineman, all guys who are on the injury report, limited participants on Wednesday uh, that were not on the field at MetLife. But then you have Andrew Norwell, offensive lineman, running back Antonio Gibson, running back Brian Robinson Jr., offensive lineman Sam Cosme, wide receiver Cam Sims, defensive end James Smith-Williams, defensive end Montez Sweat, and linebacker Jamin Davis. And uh, all of those guys, except for Cam Sims, could be considered a starter. All of them are on the injury report. Now, they're also all either limited or even full participants. Sam Cosme and Jamin Davis, full participants, so they should be fine. But that's a lot of guys. Even limited, that's just a lot of guys to have on the injury report. And, uh, you know, the odds would tell you that a lot of those guys, or not a lot, but some of those guys may not make it all the way uh, to Sunday. And then the biggest story, perhaps, Tyler Larson, the starting center against the Giants uh, in Week 13, injured in that game, placed on IR. Wes Schweitzer, who just recently returned from IR, has actually been moved to center. So he will be uh, the starting center, is expected to be, I should say, the starting center against the Giants this weekend. I would feel sorry for you, but, you know, considering that the Giants have, are always amongst yeah. the top five teams injured, they would probably say, hold my beer, you know? Right, so, uh, right, right. Oh, welcome to the club. Thanks yeah, for Yeah, welcome for to the club. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, for the Giants, you know, the injuries are certainly a, a story, you know, right now. Doesn't look like they're going to get a Dory Jackson back. Um, they're not going to get Xavier McKinney back. You know, he, he's on NFI still uh, with that hand injury. So he's not going to come back. But, but for me, I think the biggest story for this Giants team is how are they going to respond given the shellacking they took at the hands of the Eagles? Mm -hmm. Now, when you get beat that badly, you're mm -hmm. going to respond one of two ways. You're going to come out the following week fired up and ready to just destroy anything that gets in your way. Or reality is going to set in and you're going to say to yourself, subconsciously, mind you, gee, we weren't good enough to compete with that team. How are we going to, you know, get through the rest of the schedule? Yeah. Now, to his credit, head coach Brian Dable has been pounding it into the players' heads. Look, you know, there are going to be days when we get our butts handed to us. That was one day. Flush it. Move on. We've got a big game. Everything we want is still in front of us. Everything we have worked for is within our reach. We are still in control of our destiny. We just need to take care of business. And so far, the players seem to be responding accordingly. But, you know, saying it and doing it is one thing. You know, they were they were talking about winning last week or, you know, at least being competitive against the Eagles. And we all saw what happened. Just no match for the Eagles. But this Giants team, you know, they're banged up. Um, but, they're, they're you know, can they come out? scratching and clawing and fighting. Daniel Jones, quarterback, mm. has never won on Sunday night football. I think he I saw a stat where he's like 0-9. Um so Giants and as a whole just don't do well on in primetime games. And uh just a lot going against them. Can they overcome the odds? And you know, they're the underdogs going in. Can they overcome right. the odds? So just big picture stuff here for the Giants, how they respond. You know, can they be up for Sunday night football? And uh, or are they just going to let this slip away because they're just so undermanned? So that's right. how I see it with the biggest uh, storyline for the Giants. Yeah, and I know Adoree Jackson. I was speaking to somebody at practice on Wednesday uh, within the organization, the commander's organization, and Adoree Jackson's name definitely came up. So that's, that's an injury uh, that the commanders are definitely going to be watching. Uh, close there. And like you said, I mean, the commanders right now have a 73% chance uh, making the playoffs. And 
and the Giants have a 45% chance of making the playoffs. If, if the Giants win, their chance go up to 86%, and the Commanders drop down below 40. You know, if you go vice versa, though, the Commanders now jumps above 90%, and the Giants are pretty much all but done at 26%. And that's before anything else in the NFL happens. And actually, I mean, Sunday night, a lot of other things will happen before uh, mm-hmm. this game happens. So we'll have to see how that turns out. But yeah, both these teams very much playing kind of for the health of their season. But I think, like you said, the Giants have a little bit more on the line uh, than the Washington Commanders do just because, you know, it's, it's it's splitting hairs at this point in time. But both teams definitely need to come out with a win. But Patricia coming out of MetLife uh, in week 13 after the tie, I remember kind of during my travels after the game, the next day, you know, got some time to sleep on it. I was like, you know, realistically, like, you know, the tie tastes bad and, and you don't ever want that and everything. And, and both sides, I'm sure, felt like they probably could have come away with a win if one or two things, you know, that they did poorly they did maybe a little bit better and but you looked at it and again the the commanders are going on a buy so you have time to get away from it and not only that but you potentially come back as the sixth seed in the nfl play in the nfc playoff race without even doing anything uh coming into this game and so now you know for the commanders the energy as they return from the bye week is really positive there's a lot of uplifting energy here there's a lot of smiles there's a lot of excitement for what's to come versus like you said the giants uh, locker room and organization that you know just the human ego the way that it has, has to operate you come off the tie now you come off of a really bad loss it's just natural for some of that negativity uh to kind of creep in there so the commanders you know kind of another another thing that they could do as we get forward or move forward to looking towards matchups is come out start a little faster everybody wants to start fast but this is a game if you start fast the giants are already kind of in a rut if you can come out and start fast you can really maybe keep them there yeah, and that's been a problem all season long for the Giants. You know, they've been a second-half team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the first time around when they play, faced Washington, they spotted Washington a 10-point lead thanks to mistakes. The Giants are just basically a team. They've got to play as close to perfect a game as possible mm-hmm. because right now they're just not good enough to overcome mistakes. And we saw that constantly against the Eagles, we saw that against the you know the, the Commanders. We've seen that all season long. That's why these games have been close. But the Giants, you know, again, they have it all in front of them. They know what they need to do, but knowing what you need to do and having the resources to get it done, very, very different scenarios. So we'll figure it out when we, t- we look at matchups. We'll see what the key matchups are. So we'll be right back after this these messages. Hey, everybody. Home burglaries and intruder breaches are unfortunately on the rise, especially during the holiday season. Don't let the bad guys win. Build up your best defense with a customized system from Simply Safe. Used and trusted by thousands of people, Simply Safe is cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and will even dispatch the appropriate first responders to your residence, even if you're not at home. Don't risk your family's safety. Put Simply Safe's 24-7 professional monitoring and advanced response technology to work for you today. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to customize your system at a special listener discount of 20%. Plus get your first month of interactive monitoring for free. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL for your customized 20% discounted security system and free month of interactive monitoring. All right, everybody, welcome back to the crossover edition of Locked on Giants, Locked on Commanders. I am Patricia Trainer, host of Locked on Giants. He is David Harrison, co-host of Locked on Commanders. And we are 
getting you ready for a big, big, big game down in the D.C. area. Sunday night, Giants at Commanders and uh, a playoff berth likely on the line here. The winner can potentially move on. The loser probably will end up going home at the end of the year. And David, it's time to talk matchups. Yeah. Uh, for for the Washington Commanders, you know, Daniel Jones is someone that I remember you talking about in our first crossover. And you kind of said that during kind of the downward turn the Giants were beginning to experience, and, and unfortunately for, for Giants fans, it's kind of continued, that Daniel Jones and his running ability really hasn't really been on, on display. But then the Atlanta Falcons did a lot of good things with Marcus Mariota and the read option game against the Washington Commanders. So I was kind of wondering, you know, if if that was going to be something the Giants decided to copy. And sure enough, I mean, from, from the first possession, uh, they really tried to get Daniel Jones going. Now, unfortunately, it did lead to a fumble early on, like you said, and the Commanders uh, end up getting jumping out to that 10-point lead that they obviously didn't hold on to. But, you know, very early on, it was evident that the Giants wanted to get Daniel Jones going as a runner to help him as a passer as well. And I think that it worked very well. Ron Rivera coming out of the bye was asked, you know, kind of what's something that from the first game to the second game that you definitely want to make sure that you impact. And he said specifically the way that Daniel Jones got after them in that game. And I will admit, man, my co-host Chris Russell on his solo Tuesday episode on Locked On Commanders even said that neither of us really came away from that going, going, man, Daniel Jones really did a number on the, on the Commanders. Daniel Jones really impacted the outcome in this game. But when you go back to it, I mean, 25 of 31 for 200 yards and a touchdown, only six incompletions. That is very efficient passing. Even if it's not a ton of yardage, it's very efficient passing. 12 carries for 71 yards. I'll be honest, if you ask me to, if without looking at the stat sheet to say how many rushing yards did Daniel Jones have in that game, I probably would have said somewhere between 40 and 50 because I know that they ran him a lot, but it's actually 71. And I went even deeper, Patricia. Six of those 12 runs went for first downs. Three of those came on third downs. And I do remember during the course of the game at one point saying, man, like they keep using Daniel Jones on third down and it's effective. And I mean, that shows you just how much of an impact DJ really did have on that game. So for Ron Rivera to point out that they need to do that. And I think that you saw it with Marcus. You saw it once with Daniel Jones. So this commander's defense, again, health permitting, uh, like we talked about in the first segment, should be able to do a little bit better of a job containing Daniel Jones as a runner, which would allow them to hopefully defend uh, against him as a passer with longer to go distances, which obviously plays in the hands of the defense. And just to, to prove your point about, you know, Daniel Jones as a runner, looking up some stats here. In the last four games, Daniel Jones has run 26 times, 161 yards. That's a 6.2 yards per carry average. Saquon Barkley, here's this is going to blow your mind. 53 oh, rushes, 152 yards, 2.9 yards per carry. That's, that's pretty, uh, that, that's amazing if you think about it. And yeah. here's the other thing with Daniel Jones. He always seems to play well when he goes down to, to Washington, to FedEx Field. He always seems to have some of his bigger games. Now, he hasn't, like I said, the Giants typically don't do well on Sunday night. So this is a really, really big game for the Giants uh, and for Daniel Jones. I mean, this game could theoretically seal whether or not he's coming back for the Giants next year if he could load this team up because this is going to be a playoff atmosphere for the Giants. Let's not kid ourselves here. In terms of matchups for the Giants, one of the matchups, and there, there are a lot. I mean, you know, Terry McLaurin absolutely destroyed uh, the Giant cornerbacks last, last week. And again, Adore Jackson may not play this week. There's, you know, I think he's going to be a game time decision um, if he's able to practice at all this week. But the matchups that I'm concerned about is in the pit. 
Last week, the Giants' offensive line was Swiss cheese, and I'm including the tackles. Andrew Thomas was usually, you know, pretty solid, and Evan Neal, who had a game to forget. Mm. Now, you got Chase Young coming back, fresh legs, raring to go, big-time game, big-time spotlight. Um, you've got, on, on the other side, Montez Sweat, who, you know, can absolutely destroy uh, a, a, a tackle. You've got that interior uh, that that's absolutely a, a load to handle. And um, I'm concerned about that matchup because the Giants offensive line just hasn't been very good. You know, it no. hasn't been consistent. Um, so that's the matchup I'm paying attention to because if Daniel Jones doesn't have the, the time to throw, <clears throat> excuse me, if Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones don't have the space to run, what are they going to do? They're gonna they're, they're gonna just sit there and you know hope for the best, hope something something breaks down and you know it doesn't happen very often. So it could end yeah. up being a long long night for the Giants if that offensive line doesn't come and doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, that's that's been the strength of this this Commanders team all season long is that defense generally, but then specifically the front seven and even finer than that, the front four. I mean, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, they're always going to be a problem. But yeah, Montez Sweat, James Smith Williams, Casey Tuhill, John Ridgeway, they've they've all, you know, I'm sure I'm missing somebody, FA Obata, Daniel Wise, like they've all kind of had their moments uh consistently throughout the season. And I mean that the the concern on that side is, you know, James Smith Williams, Montez Sweat both. Uh, limited in practice, you know, on, on Wednesday coming off of concussions and then Chase Young again, more of a confidence saying, I got to be honest with you, Patricia, though, if I could bring two of those three, if I could guarantee that two of those three guys will play this weekend uh, against the Giants, I think I would I would choose James Smith Williams and Montez Sweat. I mean, just solely because they've been on the field, kind of a what have you done for me lately? They've been on the field. We've seen them be effective. Uh, you know, James Smith Williams, a little rough against the option, you know, but I'd rather dance with the devil that we kind of know versus. Uh, the one we don't, we just, we just don't know what we're going to get out of Chase Young when he returns. And uh, again, first game back, expect him to obviously be limited, but it couldn't be a better platform for him to return. Playoffs on the line, division rivalry, primetime game, and it's in FedEx. Uh, the only thing that can make it better, no offense to the Giants, but the Cowboys are a little bit of a bigger, more hated rival. So that's the only thing that could probably make it better. So yeah, if it's, if it's not this week, then when, uh, as far as Chase Young is concerned. But real quick, on the other side of those trenches, that's another matchup I'm looking for uh, because this Giants defensive you know, pass rush got after Taylor Heineke, five sacks. The last time these two teams saw each other, including two strip sacks, one of them recovered, which uh, is one of those moments that a lot of Commanders fans, media alike, are kind of pointing to as why this game ended in, in a tie. If that strip sack doesn't happen you know, deep in, in Commanders territory, then maybe they get out of there and eke out the win. Um, so, you know, if this pass or this offensive line with the new center, Wes Schweitzer, the math is kind of off on this. Is that the third, fourth, maybe fifth start, starting center the commanders have played with uh, this season? Then, of course, you have some injuries uh, to some guard positions as well. Trey Turner, Sam Cosme, uh, see how they can do. But, yeah, if this offensive line can't stand up better against the Giants pass rush, then Taylor Heineke is, is going to be under more pressure, get rid of the ball, secure the ball uh, through the pass rush. And you mentioned Taylor Heineke and, you know, Giant fans, for those of you who missed the news, Heineke is going to continue to be the starter, even though Carson Wentz, I think, is off IR now. So yeah, uh, no change backup. in quarterback there. And, and Primary uh, backup is how Ron described Carson Wentz. Primary is backup is, is, is yeah, the term he's using? Yeah. Okay. All I don't right. know what to read into that. I don't I know don't if know Sam Howell is going to dress as the second. I don't know. That's, it's, it, it's an interesting way to word it, you know? I mean, yeah, we'll see. Well, Carson Wentz, you know, if he's if he dresses like like 
you know, we always say it could be one injury away. You never know yeah, with how true. things go. So, all right, coming up, we are going to give predictions. This is a big one. And uh, no pressure, David, to get this right. I know I'm going to be under pressure to get this right. But um, actually, I came close, I think, the last time we, we talked. I think I came pretty close. But yeah. predictions I predicted 21-20. If Ronnerberg okay, goes yeah. for two yep. and you gets it and they get out with a 21-20 win, I actually would have been right. So There you know. go. All right. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're going to have predictions for you right after this. Bet Online is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game. And Bet Online doesn't stop there. It's your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including NBA, NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head on over to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the games start. Hey, everybody, ever have a scenario where you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks and then suddenly a few becomes too many. And as the evening comes to an end, people start to head out and you think of calling for a ride, but then you're like, nah, you live nearby. You can make it home. Okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds that something's going to happen? Right? Well, everybody knows that about the risks of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think it's okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, everybody, welcome back to the crossover edition, Locked On Giants, Locked On Commanders. Huge game coming up on Sunday night. It'll be a late night, but hopefully it'll be an exciting game. And speaking of excitement, David, time for predictions. What are you thinking? So the commanders are favored by four and a half, according to our good friends at Bet Online. And uh, I like that spread. So Patricia, you know, again, uh, the, you know, commanders fans, commanders media, like everybody that came away from that game thing that, you know, there's some things that the commanders could have done, even should have done, and they probably would have led to a victory now, but you got to give the giants their due, right? They put 20 points on the board and, and, you know, yeah, uh, deep in your own zone strip sack and all this stuff doesn't help, but you know, the, the giants earned everything that they got in that game. Uh, I feel like so 20 points, you know, I think it, it is obviously a mark that the giants have shown that they can reach against this defense. Washington Commanders, though, they have a missed field goal from Joey Sly, and they have a play early in the game uh, where, where Taylor Heineke misses Logan Thomas. And again, from the view of it, if he connects with Logan Thomas, it looks like Logan Thomas is walking in for a pretty pretty easy early touchdown. They end up with a field goal on that drive, so they leave four points on the field. So I'm going to go a little bit symbolic here, I guess, and kind of uh, – and and you know what? Let's, let's get those points back, and I'm going to go with Washington 27 – uh, to 20. They get the seven points that they left on the field in MetLife back in this one. The Giants get their 20 again, but uh, the Commanders come away with the win in this one. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, I got to admit, coming into this show, I went back and forth. Mm -hmm. Can the Giants pull it off? How are they going to respond? Um, do they have the juice to cross the finish line? 
I'm going to say, I think the Giants can do it. I'm going to be optimistic about it. I'm going to say it's a close game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go 24-20 Giants. Yeah. I think I think uh, Leonard Williams should be available to play. I think a lot of the guys who were, who were listed on the Giants injury report as being questionable should be okay to go. Um, Adoree Jackson, like I said, there's an outside chance he could play, although I'd be stunned if he does uh, mm-hmm. play this week. Um, if that Giants offensive line gets its act together and they give some time to Daniel Jones to do what he needs to do, if they open up some holes for Saquon Barkley, um, they could get it done. So yeah. that's that's the one you know X factor for me is what will that offensive line do? But I do think the Giants are going to be in the right frame of mind. I don't think you know they're going to see this opportunity as being too big for them. And, you know, Washington and the Giants are basically almost identical in terms of yeah. where they're at. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, I, I'm going to give the nod to the Giants. I think this time they they come back and they they finish business. Yeah, I mean, look, you can see this game going either way. I think both teams, if they showed anything in the tie, it's that they can compete with each other and definitely take it, uh, not just four quarters, but almost five full quarters worth of of football. So, uh, yeah, it could it could go either way. And I think, you know, just like last time, I think four or five plays really is going to determine uh, just how this thing ends up. Yeah, and you know, like you said, the crowd—you figure that in, into the equation. So I think you know there's going to be a lot of giant fans that show up for this game. It's going to be an atmosphere, you know, electric atmosphere. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I I think you know it should be a fun one. I just hope it is a competitive game. And please, no overtime. Please, 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 no overtime. <laughs> yeah, that that would be that would be nice. I am, uh, so I live, so I have a little bit of commute. I'm just going to say, I have a little bit of commute even to home games. It's a FedEx. Um, I am getting a hotel uh, out, outside of, of Landover this time. I'm not making the drive home that night. But yeah, even, even with a hotel waiting for me, I would appreciate getting out of that stadium, you know, before the sun starts to come up. Yeah, that would be nice, right? So, all right. It's going to be a, a rock'em sock'em football game, good old-fashioned rivalry. You know, the, the Giants and the Commanders back in the day, they used to be one of the fiercest rivals yeah. in the NFC East. of all football, really, you know, yeah. going back to the 80s and whatnot. So let's see. We'll see how this one shakes out. I'm going Giants. You're obviously going Commanders. And, folks, we're going to continue breaking down uh, this game coming up on our respective shows david and his co-host chris russell gonna they do a fantastic job you want to check them out if you're a giant fan and uh, i'll have uh locked on giants live thursday night i'll have tina and dog we're gonna break this down so plenty plenty more to come on our respective shows for ahead of this game so thank you so much everybody for tuning in and listening and or watching you're watching on youtube the crossover edition of Locked On Giants, Locked On Commanders. For David Harrison, I'm Patricia Trainer. Everybody have a